Huzzah, Rangers. <laughs> this is your boy, Phil Harris, here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I am joined with a very, very special guest this time around. His name is Rick Collins. He is a part of the Jackals Den. Rick, how the hell are you? Doing excellent. Uh, glad to be on tonight. Uh, we've got just, uh, I mean, a month and a half away. It's, uh, yeah. it's getting close. It's, it's feeling closer to Christmas. The real Christmas. The real Christmas, which is MLR kickoff weekend, and we're almost there, Rangers. I know it's been a long, hard off season, but we've got that light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> hard. Yeah. <and> bizarre. <laughs> it's been wacky is the best way to describe it. But I did want to uh, really quickly uh, give a plug to our sponsor, which is Inkify. If you guys need T-shirts or embroidery work, any type of patches done, they are the place to go. Go to Inkify.com. Tell them TJRS sent you, and they will give you 15% off of your T-shirt order. So, yeah, definitely check that out over there at Inkify. Uh, Rick, I've got to ask you, how's everything going with the Jackal Den? Um, going good. Uh, supporters group, we are officially a nonprofit. Took mm -hmm. a, took a better part of a year to get that done, uh, but it is done now. Um, yep. We have an EIN. We have a PayPal account. We're getting a bank account set up so we can awesome uh, hold donation funds. Uh, we're you know we're trying to move further along that. Um, that path of business versus, you know, group of guys that just go out for beers. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited about it. it. I think there is obviously there's something great about just the group of guys that goes out for beers. Uh, of course. What we want to build is, is closer to what, uh, you know, professional, other professional sports organizations have for fans mm -hmm. clubs. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, be better organized and really mm -hmm. be able to provide fans with with really good value um you know not just a facebook group and, and an instagram so um we're gonna have a lot of stuff coming up this year a lot of charitable events and um the first one uh we just hosted got almost 600 dollars in donations so we're really nice. excited about putting together some gift baskets for our incoming players that's awesome. You know, of course, the first regiment does that as well. Uh, two years in a row that we've done that to help out our new players coming in for the free jacks. And uh, we're getting thank you messages coming back now for those guys that have received all of those uh, gift cards and, and all of the groceries and stuff like that, the household essentials that we've provided. So I think more teams need to do stuff like that. I mean, everybody needs to keep in mind that these are minor league salaries, even though it's the professional major league rugby here in the United States. So booster clubs and supporters groups things like that can kind of fill the gaps financially for these guys and kind of help them out and it's outside of the salary cap so you know it's kind of uh something that the fans can do to help our uh teams and our players uh you know kind of make things that transition easier i guess is the best way to describe it but any new episodes coming out i know you know the jackals is not just a supporters group it's also a, a, a podcast or a show if you will yeah so the jackal den Bob podcast obviously took a huge hit this last year uh we had a little change in uh the president uh position mm -hmm. um keith is no longer with us um i know he's still doing his shows he's expanding upon that so uh good for him mm -hmm. um he's got a lot of content out which is awesome uh, it's just too bad that it's it's not with the Jackal Den. Right. Uh, but we will be continuing the Jackal Den podcast. It looks like it'll probably be me and then uh, bringing in different co-hosts every time. Uh, mm -hmm. Probably regularly our new president, James uh, Hygester, will come on quite a bit. But um, we will be doing it probably once a month is my okay. guess right now. Um, yeah. We're going to probably put one out. Uh, we've actually been waiting for the schedule put one out and um 
as soon as the schedule came out, we started scheduling. And then I heard, oh, no, the schedule is not finalized. We're right. waiting on one little thing. And I was like, right. Mm. And then everything's come down the pipeline about that. So um, I don't know if you want to just jump right into the wild off season slash preseason that we've had, but we definitely can. Uh, I know that you and I uh, separately uh, are pretty familiar with what's taking place with Charlotte because I'm from that area and I've got some inside uh, sources there. And that's as far as I'll go with that, but you've been a little bit more public about the information that you've received. So let's talk about that. You know, my hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina, Woo, baby, is getting an MLR funded by uh, World Rugby, USA Rugby, and MLR. It's kind of this weird, you know. Yeah, uh, and I'm not sure where those funds are going and coming out of. That yeah. it is disconcerting a bit. But, I mean, it's interesting that this is a team that is coming in very, very late. I mean, we're six weeks away from the potential kickoff of this thing, and the team hasn't been announced. <laughs> All of this sort of stuff is kind of up in the air, you know casual fans are like what is going on there's a charlotte franchise that hasn't been announced yet so a lot of people are just kind of questioning what's taking place and you know obviously i think we're kind of close to an announcement very very soon yeah mlr about this thing but you know what's your what's your take on this um so i love the idea right Mm -hmm. i love the idea of a team that uh is really focused on usa rugby um uh, young talent Yep. producing Eagles. I mean, the league is is something about doing that, but this team was playing uh, the USA Hawks, as they were known um, last year and in the past as well, yep. but it's kind of a revived program um, last year. They're a program that's focused on kids between about 19 and 24, 25, Mm-hmm. And the focus is on building players up to getting them onto um, the Eagles side, right? Getting right. them into that Eagles player pool. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of continuing that program. Um, I love the idea of them playing against MLR teams rather than having the expense of traveling overseas, right. traveling to South America to play SRA. Yes. Um, but I also think there's value in them not existing within the MLR framework. Mm-hmm. And just playing MLR teams outside of their schedule, sure, or maybe playing against the academy teams. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. And then maybe playing, you know, some of the better D one programs, right? So yeah. go send them against um, St. Monica, send them against the Dallas Red, send them against Austin Black, send them against Chicago Mystic um, Rugby. Yep. Yeah, Blue. You know, send them against uh, you know some of those teams at Wolfhounds. Yep. that um, have a history of being a top, top-notch top D1 team, and you can regularly mm-hmm. do that every year, right? You can yes. schedule those every year. That's not a problem. Um, I think the the biggest issue to me with the Charlotte Hawks is we don't even know that that's confirmed. Uh, everything points to that being the name, but we have no confirmation of that yet. I can say nothing, but uh, you can see by the shaking of my head that I, that that's, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so let's continue. Um, th- the fact that we're talking about this now, when we're yeah. a month and a half away from uh, week one, right? So we're not even talking about preseason matches, which will begin in two, three weeks. Yeah. 
Um, we're talking about a month and a half out from week one. There's no team together, although there has been a draft, which wasn't publicized, was not made public. Yeah. Um, it was publicized eventually by Brian Ray. Yes. Um, now, the draft was uh, dependent on the players signing, just kind of like the dispersal drafts where some of the players end up with the team they draft and some of them don't. Depends on if they can get a contract signed with them. Um, you would assume they would go after guys who would potentially sign with them. Yes. Um, so there were quite a few players in there. Uh, we understand that there will be some international players coming in. We don't know how many slots they're giving them for that. Um, we don't know if there's going to be any of the Canadians from Toronto joining. Right. Uh, there's just so many questions. Uh, we understand Brandon Sparks is going to be in charge of it. <laughs> is he the only coach? I assume you know there will be other coaches joining him. Uh, mm -hmm. There's obviously uh, the Eagles coach, which will have some influence over this team, I would assume, since mm -hmm. he was running the program last year. Yeah. Um, it, I, it just there's so many questions that haven't been answered. We don't know what colors they wear. We we don't know the official title of the team. Um, you know, we don't know how the payments are working. We understand that USA Rugby, World Rugby, and MLR, the other owners of MLR, yep. Yep. are putting money into it. Mm -hmm. How are they putting money into it? Who really owns the team? If World Rugby owns the team, the majority, and they go, ah, scrap it then it's done. We yeah. understand it's a five-year deal, but I mean, World Rugby could pull their money out at any point if they wanted to. Right. So um, you kind of hope that the money is going into MLR and that the owners are the ones determining uh, how much money is going into that program, which yep. I support them putting money into that program. If they've got money to put in, that's amazing. Yes. Um, I love the idea of having more USA players getting good experience in MLR. Great. Yes. Absolutely. hundred percent, man. Like uh, we've talked about this uh, on the show. I think it's now the third straight episode. I'm going to make my <laughs> pitch. This is my pitch, ladies and gentlemen, for the uh, Charlotte team. They're not going to be called the Hawks um, mm -hmm. to be your second favorite team. The you know, Hawks. <laughs> the Hawks. Yes. Right. Um, if you if you care about USA Rugby, then, then this should be your second team. And if you're a neutral, you should. If you if you are a fan of USA Rugby, if you're just an Eagles you fan, yeah, exactly. You should, you should be pulling for Charlotte and hoping for the best for these guys because these guys could potentially be on the rosters in this ever so important World Cup that we'll be hosting in uh, 31. So. You know, yeah, even in idea. 27, I I, I right. guesstimated I would think five to six players from that program will end up on uh, right. yeah. at least the player pool, active mm -hmm. player pool for 27. They yeah. may not end up on the 23 roster in, in right. any of those matches. Maybe one or two does. But if you've got a guy who, if there's an injury, comes mm -hmm. up, you want to be in that player pool. And if we can supply that player pool with players from the Hawks, to me, that proves that it's a program that's working. And if you can get five to six and 27 mm -hmm. and then get, let's say, eight to nine by 31, I think it's been a success. Yeah, 100 percent. And uh, that's one of those things that I wanted to make very clear because we had you on. Gosh, I don't even know how many months ago this was talking about me committing as my Western Conference team, the Seattle uh, Seahawks. And then the Western Conference went away and then it's going to be back again, presumably based on Charlotte rejoining, yeah, rejoining yeah, the this league. Is all, this, is, this is the bananas part of this is yeah. just you release a schedule yep. knowing that this is a possibility. Yeah. 
they had to have known this was a possibility. Mm -hmm. They released a schedule anyway because people are begging for a schedule. Well, that that's good and all, but if you're going to screw up the schedule, then everybody who's now made plans to get out. It's just along with the fact that you know you lost two teams very close to the time you would have expected to get a, a schedule for right. for this season, and then uh, you know bringing in uh, LARFC, which yeah. apparently happened much faster than I thought it had. Hmm. Um, because RFC LA, RFC LA, whatever they're calling them. <laughs> so oh, stupid. Lord have mercy. So awful. It's too yeah. many letters. Once Agreed. you get past three letters, you, you've gone too far. Yeah, it's too many words, right? And the mm -hmm. and the logo is a dick. Uh, so they're the, LA, <laughs> they're the LA dickheads, as far as I'm concerned. I'll continue to use that until the day I die, uh, or until they rebrand. I mean, what's your thought on that, real quick? Like, it's just uh, a disaster. I, right? I don't. I think it it's it's absolutely needs a rebrand. Uh, having a dick inside of an acorn is is not a winning <laughs> brand. Um, I and it just like. I sort of see the LA, but if you're an LA franchise, I would much prefer to see the LA big letters. Yeah. Like you see the Lakers stuff, right? And they got the big LA and Dodgers, Dodgers yeah. big LA and everything. Yep. The first thing that I read when I look at that logo is RFC. And I'm mm. like, really? We're going again with this? Yeah. I thought, you know, once the uh, rattle uh, disappeared, uh -huh. uh, which they really should have gone with the Atlanta Rattlers. Uh, Agreed. Or ATL Rattlers or something like yeah. that. Um, Atlanta Rattlers. Yeah. We're going to start getting rid of some of these, you know, RFC. I Old Glory DC, and then you have RFC, but RFC is not a prominent portion of the logo nor the way that that anybody calls the team. Right. Well, so in that case, it's fine. But it, it, in the gold, it, it just stands out so much in the logo and and the way that they are calling the team. In the interviews and everything, I'm just like, oh my it's god, it's too much, man. It's no, too much. yeah, it's a disaster. And but I want to go. They probably spent a crap ton of money getting that logo done, and it's a, it's a disaster. It is, it is, and you know we've made fun of them, and rightly so, on this show many, many times since that was released. I did want to go ahead and go uh, let everybody know that I am decommitting from uh, Seattle Sea Wolves. Uh, it's the it's the age of chaos reigns, baby. You know th this is the transfer portal, Dude, this is... unlimited transfers. Apparently, the teams think it's a transfer portal too. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So. Yeah, I'm officially decommitting from uh, Seattle wow. as my oh, uh, Western Eagles Conference team. They're going to be so upset. Yeah, well, you know, they don't need me. That's the thing is uh, they, they've got That's two fair. stars on their on their kids. They're the only team that I worried about traveling to and going, how am I going to get tickets to the game? They're right. sold out every game. Yeah, yeah. Like yep. They, they, they had people were nice enough to be like, hey, we'll, we'll get you some yep. tickets, but. Great hospitality there in Seattle. Fantastic fans, but I am decommitting. Um, so my options are open at this point. I think a lot of people know which way I'm going, and it's not a Western Conference team, and we'll just leave no, it at that. No, no. Um, I, I, I understand totally. Um, yeah. Let's Real quick, before we get into the Jackals, uh, yeah. obviously the Miami Sharks entering. Um, mm -hmm. I like what they've done so far. I think building a team the way that they're building it, uh, there's some good young um american talent on it um yep. they've got they've got name brands that will bring people out to games uh especially in um in south florida okay um so i think bringing up uh you know guys that uh uh kubea uh echeveria like guys that are big name brands especially in south american community when you have a huge south american community there in miami that should bring out the fans. So I, 
I'll be excited to see how that goes in Miami. I hope they're successful down there. I really hope that that works. I agree. I want to go to Miami for a game. <laughs> Let's be real. If we can go to a game in, in uh, April, May, and go hang out on the beach afterwards. I mean, that's going to be a good time for sure. You know, like I can think of no better away trip to go to than Miami in March. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. that's the perfect weather. It's not going to be too humid. It's not going to be too rainy. Yep. It's going to get us away from that snowy weather in here in New England. So that would be perfect for sure. No, and I, did, I do. I did the wrong tour last year going up to and and I loved my experience in both Boston and Chicago, but it was uh-huh. so cold. <laughs> oh yep, yep, yep. Uh, for sure. We we enjoyed having you up here. Absolutely. But I, I'm wishing uh, Miami the best. Obviously, we want to beat them every single year. Twice uh, is, is going to be the series, obviously, with the Eastern <laughs> Conference returning. So hopefully that's two wins under our belt here in New England. But I hope them, uh, you know, hope they have great success and continue in the league for many, many years. So, you know, that's one of the things that they got right immediately. You can't say that you can't knock them because Miami Sharks, right? Like, yep. boom. It, I mean, it's, it's a known yeah. commodity because of um any given sunday right exactly the yep. team, and everybody remembers that and even doing like the the shark fin on the head i mean they were yeah. doing it in the movie it's it's, it's a thing so for sure they've, they're going to automatically have that kind of following goes oh yeah i recognize that name that mm-hmm. sounds good contact yeah. uh football outside of uh, the football season so I mean, I, the logo is a little bit clip arty for me, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah you know, I really like the original logo they they released, and maybe they just thought it was too busy. Could uh, be. It was the shark fin with kind of yeah. the downtown Miami in the right. background. Yeah, it, it looked cool though. So, eh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Let's talk about. Speaking of, it is what it is. Let's talk about your Dallas Jackals in twenty twenty three. What's yeah. your overall impressions of uh, the season? Well, my first impressions uh, has really been with uh, the front office. Uh, ownership is really stepping in, um, having more of a hand in, in uh, front office, in game ops. And that we started seeing that towards the end of last season. Um, it, it's helping, but also I think, you know, we, we've, um, we're we kind of unsure of what the GM situation is at the moment. And um, we've brought back our head coach. As you, as everybody saw, we just saw um, sign Nate um, Osborne, yep. who uh, has been a head coach in this league. That's um, right. Has been a Two coach times. Around, yeah. Been a coach around USA, uh, just in general, uh, American rugby for a while. So I think it's exciting to have him in. Um, I think that's going to help with culture. Um, yeah. It's been a very decidedly uh, South American, you know, specifically Argentinian culture uh, the last 18, 19 months. So um, I, I think that should help, especially with some of the American players. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say some of the American players, um, we are quite down from what we were last year in American players. Last year, we had 22 American players on the roster. Wow. We are currently at 13. Okay. Um, Now, we only had a few Canadians. Now, we're up to eight because of the arrows folding. Uh, We were able to get uh, Mitch Richardson and uh, Nick Ben. Um, We had drafted uh, uh, Bream, but he um, apparently is basically retiring because of concussions. Okay, yep. It's very unfortunate. Um, kind of fullback wing uh, player. So um, we've brought back almost the entire roster, starting roster from last year. 
All right. Um, we did lose uh, Rura and uh, Torres. Torres was kind of a um, a fill-in at, at a couple of different positions. Um, both of them went to Italy. And um, Adrian Boyson is not returning. Um, I don't know what his status is, but mm-hmm. all I know is he's not on the roster. So okay. um, outside of those guys, almost everybody's returning. Um, Revol Pitt, uh, Murray, Horchata is actually going to make it this time. He got injured like within the first couple of days last year and went right back to Argentina. He's back. Um, um, see Juan Pablo Saiz, who who was huge for us last year, made a huge difference in our in our scrummaging uh, compared to year one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vara's back. Uh, we've added Ben Fry, Welsh uh, seven. Um, Ronan Foley, um, who was with the Seattle Seawolves, who's uh, candidate eligible. Um, although I I don't know if that's true or not. So there's some question about his eligibility of whether he is candidate eligible or not. Um, Hmm. So um, I don't know if he takes up an international slot or not yet. Uh, Pedro Amoff is coming back. Um, We've brought in three new scrum halves. I I don't know why we need four scrum halves, but apparently we need four scrum halves. We only need three locks. But we need four scrums. <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense. But all no, right. no. So um, Evan Conlon and um, uh, Damon Torres were both with Rugby ATL. We brought them in. Um, okay. They're both uh, Texas boys. Uh, Damon, I believe, from the Houston area, and then uh, Evan is from Woodlands. All right. Uh, brought Gallagher, Canadian scrum half, who's been playing sevens. He's been playing on the uh, PR sevens uh, tour. Nice. Um, and then uh, we brought in a South African scrum half just for good luck. I, I don't know. Like when you had three scrum halves who are quite capable, I'm not real sure about bringing in a South African. Another international. Like I can understand you want to bring up like a young Canadian right. or American who's not going to take an international slot. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Elias is back, our 10 from last year. Um, our midfield combination is back, Kubia and Milanos. Uh, we brought in a, uh, a big-time center, uh, Covella from um, Argentina, oh, wow. who is probably in kind of the same range as Kubia. So now we've got three starting capable centers, but all international slot. Incredible. So... That makes it challenging. And then we brought in Marcel Mueller, um, a um, winger from South Africa. Von Isaacs is supposedly coming. He's told me he's going to be in Dallas. The um, front office has said that's not a done deal. Ooh, I don't know. That's uh, interesting. And then we brought in Annie Mateto, who was with uh, Nola Gold and um, has been playing with the Reds off and on for a few years. Okay. Uh, we've got a bunch of draft picks. We've also traded or released a bunch of draft picks. Um, we don't know what's going on with the two guys who were uh, in the dispersal draft. Are they going? Are they not going? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. So there's still questions. We still have holes in the roster. We have three locks. <laughs> You're going to need four, at least. At least four locks. Yeah. And- so I don't know if there's one in the wings. There's a uh, a Canadian lock um, and an American lock sitting out there from the two teams that folded that have not been signed yet. Hmm. So crossing fingers, one of those is coming this way. Um, one of them was actually previously signed by 
the Jackals uh, in year zero. So that was oh, the wow. year that we were supposed to play, but did not play. Yeah, the, the year that you guys got uh, Wynn Conradi, who was, you know, the best forward of the league last year. Yeah. Oh, and then and then uh, a Saracens flanker who's been tearing it up over in Premiership. Tough, man. So, yeah, what, that would have been, been a pretty solid yeah. squad if yeah. we had been able to keep any of those guys. <laughs> right, right. Um, and Connor, the number one overall draft pick. Um, so uh, here's how the totals by country, just so people get an idea of what we're looking at here. Yep. 13 Americans, 8 Canadians, 14 Argentinians, wow. 3 South Africans, 1 Welsh player, 1 Kiwi, and um, 1 Wallaby. So um, heavy are they on the Argentinians? A lot um, of Spanish speaking in that uh, in that squad. Yes, there, for sure. And my understanding from last year is that was a challenge that they had to I overcome daily. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you know, I, I don't know. My my struggle is we don't really have a way to get only ten internationals in a starting fifteen mm-hmm. where it looks legit. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of an issue. I mean, would wouldn't you love if all of the South American teams were considered domestic in MLS? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> it would be right. I, I don't mean, think that's going to happen. Um, yeah. I can see, I can see Central American teams um, players become sure. uh, non-international. So if if we do add Monterey, which is out there, um, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be next year. I think it really would be the year after, or maybe even the year after that. Okay. Um, but then if Mexico adds a team in, I think we start talking about Caribbean players being non-international. Sure. And why, why wouldn't you take a look at a, at a winger from Barbados or, or Jamaica, baby, Suriname or Jamaica yeah. or, or something like that? Right. I mean, or Dominican Republic, for that matter. Yeah. So um, I, I think, you know, that would really be cool for MLR to do. Um, I agree. The problem being. Um, that now takes away from the focus on developing American players. But as we talked about before with the Charlotte team, right. maybe that's not a problem anymore. Yep. Yep. So I, of- I think there are a lot of positives mm-hmm. in the future. My problem is right now, this is a bit of a mess. Of course. Yeah. It's a bit of a disaster. Chaos reigns. Um, but, you know, some people thrive in chaos and I'm one of those people. So I'm excited to see how this all pans out, man. But I, is- I think we've got a better team in Dallas this year. My problem is because okay. of losing Toronto and losing New York. Yep. Have we improved enough compared to like, for example, San Diego looks like they could go play in super rugby. Chicago is legit to demolished every week. I yep. mean, some of the signings I was like, what? How yeah. did? How? What yeah. money? Where's the money? San Diego took that uh, that one point loss in the final very personally, <laughs> very personally. <laughs> and have loaded up, my friend. So we'll have to see. A how lot of teams loading up. I, I think yep. it's going to be. I think this year we're going to have top notch rugby from most of the teams. I think yep. it's going to be. We're going to see some really good rugby. Um, I think you're again going to have this. You know, three quarters of the table is going to look really good. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom quarter is not going to look particularly good. And who do you think misses out on the playoffs? You're talking about this bottom <laughs> quarter. Who who doesn't make it? Yeah, I think it's going to be a battle uh, between uh, D.C., Dallas, and, and Charlotte. 
DC, huh? A lot yeah. of people are going to be shaking their head at that. But I you know. know what? I'm here for it because I hate those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think the problem is Chicago's gotten much stronger. Yep. Um, you know, Seattle's Seattle's one where um, I just can't take them like they're kind of like the New England Patriots were for a long time. It's like even yep. if they just didn't look particularly good midseason, they figure out a way to turn it on. And I don't know what that's about. If that's just, I mean, they got a great coach who also, um, <clears throat> former Jackals coach, um, and um, you know, just the they've developed such a um, a strong core and and um, culture there, and that's yeah. really it. Seems like it's really helped them. And New England has something similar going on, mm-hmm. not quite as old a program, right. uh, but it's yeah. it's a developed now culture in New England. Hundred um, percent, and that really helps early on with these teams. So I, I I struggle to see them falling. Houston looks like they'll be strong again. Yes. Um, Nola, to me, Nola has improved by far the most of any team. Wow. In the fall season, incredible. The signings that they made, and then bringing in uh, like Fido. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, traded Augsburger, but right. they got. You know, they got value from that, from that pick. Mm-hmm. Um, just everywhere I looked, they were getting value. They were finding players. Um, and they're still developing from that base uh, core that they've had for two or three years. Yep. So I think they're a significantly improved team. Um, Los Angeles should have plenty of firepower. Mm-hmm. I think they're that borderline team. I think they've got enough talent. They're not as talented as Miami. I think Miami's better. Yeah, so but I think it's going to be one of those things that we saw with Chicago last year. Doesn't matter how much talent you have, if you don't get them together early and get them yep. working and everything, mm-hmm. it just can't come together to to compete against teams that have solidified themselves in the season. Yeah, the consistency will outrun the talent and lack of chemistry every single time. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Uh, we do have a, a question coming in here. To Mr. Rick Collins, seems like you're in good terms with the Jackals higher-ups. Do you think you can do a video showing the Jackal Stadium? That is from uh, Abel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will get out there. I'll do like a 360 view. Um, it's Choctaw Stadium. Mm-hmm. It's a huge stadium. So yep. when you see it on the inside, um, it's the biggest stadium in the league. Uh, seats about 42,000, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Uh, the new Rangers team is actually smaller. I think it's only like 38,000, uh, but it's indoors and mm-hmm. they've jacked the price up on seats. But this used to be the Rangers stadium. So right. it's a beautiful stadium. It's a beautiful park and they just didn't want to tear it down. Um, XFL plays there. They sell it out. Obviously, we don't. Um, they also have American football, um, high school football. Oh, cool. And they do uh, uh, minor league soccer there. So FC All Dallas right. minor league team plays there. Cool. So there's plenty of action going on in this team. They keep it busy, uh, concerts and things like that. Mm-hmm. But we only actually seat about, I think it's 5,000 seats that are open for wow. uh, Jackals games. Okay. So it, when you look at it inside, it looks huge, but the sections where they fill it are are not that big. So right. they get it right in front of the camera. If you've seen it on TV, you see those sections that are kind of out in what used to be uh, left field, mm-hmm. and that's where most of the fans sit. 
Okay. And how's that in terms of viewing the actual pitch? Oh, my God. I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect view. I would say it's a bit high up. It's wall. So you're sitting up on top of a wall. Okay. So you're about probably 13 to 14 feet from the ground looking down. Uh, and that's from the first seat. So then you start getting higher and oh, higher. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it, it, I loved how in Houston, you're like at ground level at the bottom seats. Yes. And then as you move up, you maybe you're at player eye height, maybe a little bit higher at some points in that stadium. That to me is a little bit better view. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a it's a wonderful view from Choctaw. No blocked uh, angles. You can go sit behind either tri-line uh, if, you, if you want to. Um, but the um seats are all facing forward unlike what nola and austin had in their first few years where it was baseball stadium seating so you're like sitting angled towards the field right we don't, yeah. we don't have that problem these these Perfect. were made specifically for direct on viewing so great experience um uh, it's a beautiful stadium we have a nice big video board mm-hmm. uh we have guys uh the beer guys come to the seats oh wow like hawkers or whatever yep. yeah Nice. So it's a great experience. Uh, the problem is, is that the team hasn't been good. And uh, when the team's not good, people don't show up and it's not as much fun. So right. um, even even though it was cold and nobody served me beer in this. Oh, I, I'll correct that. Two people served me beer while I was in the stands of the New England game. You, um, you, our hospitality is top notch, Rick. <laughs> you have to agree with that. I didn't have to pay for those beers. So that's, that's actually a big plus in your way. Hell yeah. uh, but so... I would say, like, there are huge pluses. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful stadium. It's a nice view. It's a great experience if we actually had full stands. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, when the team's not winning, it really brings it down, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's going to happen. And then that's hopefully something that will get corrected over the years. And, and starting with this coming year in 2024, where the, the, the Jackals are winning more games that they're yeah. losing, that would be the ideal scenario for you guys. I, I'm pegging for five to six wins this year. Okay. Um, I, you know, I think it depends on how well uh, the continuity goes. If the yep. continuity really is there, which bringing back all the same players, basically, uh, it should be. Um, then I, I think there's a shot at a 500 season, but okay. I, I hesitate to go further than that. And right. I, I just can't imagine we, the talent wise, you look at what San Diego, New England, uh, Miami, uh, Chicago have done, uh, mm-hmm. and that doesn't include Utah and Seattle and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just not there in terms of, of, uh, uh, talent quality. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think, you know, as, we continue down the path. We're going to get better as long as we keep continuity. We bring in some, you know, top-notch talent uh, in the future. Then I see no reason why we we can't be in the top half of the league. But as of right now, we're in that we're building a program, right? Uh, right. And yes. some of the teams have skipped that. <laughs> They're just like, <laughs> let's just go ahead and bring in everybody now. Right. Yeah. There's no building involved. It's already built. They, they've <laughs> they've they've uh, they've shipped it in essentially. Right. They've shipped right. in the whole building. But yeah, that's that's awesome. I, you know, for the official graphic, because as we know on this show, the only purpose of all of these interviews is just to make crappy graphics. So, I mean, <laughs> is it five or six wins that I can put you down for? Pencil you uh, in. Oh my gosh. Oh my my friends would kill me if I don't go six. I'll go six. Okay. Wins. 
Love it. I love the optimism, man. And I hope that does happen for you guys. Obviously, if we play, I'm, I'm pulling for us every time, but I'm also pulling hey, for you guys in every other game. I'm sorry. We took a one-point loss away to the champions last year. Yeah, pretty wild. That I don't was... think we're that far off, although it probably was most of your practice side. but Yeah, you know. <laughs> but you guys, you, you had a good showing at Fort Quincy, which um, yeah. a lot of teams cannot say that they have, right? Yeah. So that's encouraging for sure. And that's one of those things where we hope the Jackals continue to build and they get I, more I'm wins. I'm sorry. I hope year. you noticed the um, scarf back there. I, I kind of it, – Oh, yes. It's red, red, white, and blue. It, Red, white, and blue. I, I figured I'd throw that in today. I appreciate that. Uh, so definitely not a DC one, right? So that's a, no. that's a free jacks all the way. All right, good. Good, good, good. Um, final thing here before we get you out of here, Rick. Any yep. closing thoughts for the Rangers, the hardcore free jacks fans out there? What do you have to say to them specifically? Yeah, I you know, I just love uh I got to visit this visit y'all last year mm-hmm. and get to know some of y'all. And um, there's a lot of things I brought back to Dallas and uh, want to do. And uh, we're trying to implement some of those same cultural things. And um, we're, we're in progress and um, we want to make sure that when y'all come down uh, to lose against us here in, in <laughs> technically in Arlington, not in Dallas, since right, we play in right. Arlington, um, we, you know, we want to be able to uh, provide that same culture and environment for y'all when you visit. Love it. Um, so it was it was great to get to know some of y'all. Um, I hope to get to know more of y'all this year. Um, I'm probably not traveling that much this year. Got a wedding in July. Yep. Uh, so and Congratulations. I'll be in Scotland for that. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, uh, but next year I would love to come back and hopefully the way they're starting to do the calendar, it won't be in in February, March. It'll be right. you know in in May, June, which yeah. I, I assume is pretty up there. I don't know. Is it ever pretty in Boston? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> we we have all four seasons here, Rick. That's, That's the thing true. is, you know, That's we got true. summer and spring as well, but the, the, it really makes you appreciate those when you've got the winter where we're getting, you know, six feet of snow or whatever it is. Not that much, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I appreciate you. You're one of my favorites to come yeah. on here as a correspondent. You know your stuff and I appreciate that very much. You come prepared for the Jack's Rangers <laughs> show. So I appreciate you. And we're going to say one word to exit the video in three, two, one, huzzah. Huzzah.